You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Thibault Dudanis and JJ Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Fast Break with Coach Carly podcast. Only a couple of games left in the regular season now as we are truly in the business stretch of the season. The tournament is only just a couple of weeks away. Uh, what we're going to be doing in this episode, we're going to be looking at the last few games that Fairfield have had where they've battled against all the top teams in the MAC. Standard certainly going to be high right now and looking to try and just really carry that momentum now into the last few games of the season. We're going to be talking especially about the Marist game, which will be coming up on Thursday evening. Uh, that is also our senior day as well, so we're going to have a chat with a couple members who will be honored during that game, and then uh, kind of quickly looking ahead the last two games as well of the season. J.J. Duke here with Coach Carly. Carly, um, first off, good morning, is or good afternoon, good evening, whatever you guys are listening to this, but a long road trip to Western New York. Um, your first taste of that that six plus hour bus ride. Um, and I'm probably figuring that you're happy not to have to do that anymore. <laughs> you know what? I told our team beforehand, I love a good road trip. Uh, we brought some Uno cards and we went and took the team to the Niagara Falls and did a fireworks show. So there's a lot of, you know, fun team time involved in that. Um, <clears throat> and obviously it was a, a tough swing with a couple of tough losses, but, uh, you know, I think it's something that we come back and, and we regroup and, uh, we're looking forward to, to the, the rest of the season. Absolutely. Um, in these games, we talked about in our last podcast that this was very much a time of the season where it's kind of a good thing to play the best teams right now, knowing that you're going to play them likely again at some point during the tournament, but also to understand where the standards of this team are right now. Um, we'll kind of dive into each of the games specifically a little bit, but the overall take, where were you pleased to see where your team battling and where are some things that you're hoping to kind of have your group grow into for the last three games yeah we told our team I mean I appreciated the the fight that we showed against Niagara um, obviously another overtime loss is, is a gut punch but um, I'm glad of how I'm happy with how we responded after um, you know not playing our best in the Canisius game <clears throat> and um, I'm glad of, I'm as happy about our response um, and, and something we've talked a lot about is that yes I you know we're very optimistic that we're in these games with like you said the top teams in the league yeah. um but we're not satisfied and obviously we want to go into the end of the season in Atlantic City knowing that we can play with anybody but also taking that next step and and coming out on the other side yeah and I guess the motive and the um just the what the group is looking at are they coming away with these still pretty hungry right now not like disappointed with their effort more like yeah there's just that little inch that we need to get to be the one that's actually in the good side of these results yeah I thought so I thought we had a great practice yesterday um and I think the team is is just looking forward to the next challenge and trying to, to take it day by day all right, so we look back at these last games. Uh, since we haven't spoken uh, since the Iona and Quinnipiac games, this was the week before uh, the Western New York trip. That Iona game, I mean, for three quarters, probably the best first three quarters I've seen this group play. The ball movement was crisp. We talked a lot about um, taking away the passing angles for Iona, who like to just drive and kick. Um, I mean, everything was going pretty swimmingly up until that point. Yeah, you know, they, our team didn't, you know, knows how to how to beat Iona and yeah. knows how to um, give them game and, and, and frustrate them and take away some things that they want to do. Um, and so credit to, to our team for doing that. But as we've talked about, you know, th 30 minutes or 32 minutes isn't enough, especially against a team that's 
19, you know, you know, only have one loss in conference and yep. it's to us. Um, and so, you know, they, they pressed in the fourth quarter credit to them, um, and, and kind of took us out of our rhythm. Um, especially when, when Nelly found out that that obviously hurt us and being able to handle the ball. Um, and that's something that's been a, you know, an Achilles heel for us all year, as far as turnovers at, at crucial times. So, um, a little bit of a perfect storm there, but you know, to your point, we, we can, we know how to, how to beat the top team yep. in the league. Um, and, and hopefully that win, um, is, is a key one for us as far as some tiebreakers and things down the stretch. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the big takeaways for me in that game is just not only how many shots that we were able to <laughs> knock down, but looks that you should be knocking down. Girls were stepping up. Kate mm -hmm. Peak, obviously one of those that was on the money that day. Mimi uh, coming <laughs> off the bench, especially kind of late on the first half. She had a couple of big moments, whether it was knocking down wing threes or driving and attacking the basket. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've spoken enough about those two, but Peak, I guess specifically, is the one that's really coming to her own over the last month or so. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was good to see our team. You know, the biggest thing I thought we watched film afterwards as a team is we, we had some really good ball movement early on, and we saw something that we've been working on literally since June as yep. far as being able to drive, kick, find your teammates, get into spots for one-mores, um, and that takes everybody to then, you know, get to the shot of a Kate Pete knocking it down or Mimi knocking it down in those moments. Um, but I thought that was a kind of a combination of everybody doing a great job of, of being selfless and moving the ball. Now, the, the team that you didn't face at all in the regular season for MAC play up until that Saturday was Quinnipiac, which is kind of strange <laughs> yeah. how the schedule worked out where you played a couple of teams twice, you're done and dusted with them. But now Quinnipiac, it was what, twice in the last seven games of the season, you're facing the Bobcats, always a game that's circled on the calendar, but kind of similar to the Iona game, team came out sharp knocking down shots or seven of 10 in the first quarter, but that was really just Janelle and Callie stealing the show. I think it was like 40 some odd points that the two combined for. They looked like they were in rhythm and especially for Janelle, it always seems that she's up for those big games against guards that she likes to battle with. Um, yeah, the girls, those two specifically put in a great fight. Yeah, you know, I think Nelly poses a problem for a lot of people just in her ability to get off the balance and get her feet in paint. Um, and she's, you know, as the season's gone on, made better and better decisions as far as when to drive and, and score and when to drive and kick. Um, and her challenge will always just be staying on the floor, yep. <laughs> um, especially when we've gone into as many overtime games as we have. Um, but she's obviously great at creating for her teammates and, and you know, picking up the pace for us and, and maintaining that pace both offensively and defensively. So, um you know, credit to her for continuing to grow and, and all of us, you know, on our on our group need to continue to grow to, to kind of finish those ones out. Thing that I've enjoyed about well, – no one that enjoys anything about overtime or getting to <laughs> overtime, but the fact that the last couple of games you guys needed to get stops to preserve the game getting mm -hmm. into overtime and same thing, collapsing on the ball carrier, forcing a turnover mm – -hmm. Um, gave yourself at least a look to try and win that game on your own. I mean, yeah. some days they fall, some they don't. But I, I've enjoyed the fact that your team, you know, it's another little minute detail of yeah. fight, but they yeah. fought through the 40 minutes. Yeah. And um, both that Quinnipiac and Niagara game yeah. as well. No, it's something we've talked about a lot that we have to be able to rely on our defense. Um, you know, our offense is going to come and go, and um, and that's part of it, uh, But as, especially as you're kind of building a team. But um, but I'm, I'm proud of how our defense has, you know, hung strong. And whether it was, you know, we played a lot of man in that game, and, and against Niagara we played a lot of zone. And so, um, you know, regardless of kind of what we throw at this team, they do a great job of knowing the defensive game plan um, game after game. Um, speaking of the offense, I know it was not the best go of it to start the game against Canisius. Now we're talking about the Western New York trip that was most recently. Um, that was one of those games I know you don't look at the greater scheme of the standings and things like that. Canisius has been a team that has struggled throughout the portion of league play, but 
they're always a team like many that can come on the day and really give anybody a challenge. And, you know, they were efficient from the floor. Fairfield were not. And I know we've spoken about how games have been challenging offensively in the first half, trying to get out of the blocks. And um, you said that the team has responded well since then. But what were some of the things that you told your team after that game to try to kind of avoid those slow starts, especially on the road? Yeah, I mean, one thing we just talked about was from a defensive standpoint playing you know, united and together um, and kind of in and, and knowing kind of what we're trying to take away. And so I thought that was one of our games that maybe we didn't have the same defensive focus early on. Um, and it got, gave them, they've got, they've got shooters. And when yep. you've got shooters, it gave them confidence early and they got easy looks, whether it was in transition or off of ball screens and penetration. Um, and so I thought kind of our lack of attention to detail and focus early on just gave them confidence. Um, and, and, you know, credit to our team, they did, they didn't, you know, roll over and quit. Um, we obviously showed some fight in the second half, but when you have that big of a deficit yep. to, to overcome, it, it just became too big um, to, to get over the top at the end there. But um, I thought that was kind of one of our games in a while that we haven't shown the same defensive discipline that we've shown for most of the year. So that in turn, you know, dictates a little bit of your offense of being able to play with a little bit of pace and, you know, score. If you're always yep. taking it out of the net, you can't, you can't run in the same way. Um, and some of our best offense throughout the course of the year is being able to score early, throw it up the floor, look into Cali, play inside, outside, find our shooters, things like that. Um, and so we, we lacked a little bit of that because we were, we were taking the ball out of the net and, t- and, and bringing it up the floor each way that time. It's kind of the more unique road trips in any league for that matter, where you're staying basically in the same place for four days or so. You're playing two teams. It's not like you play a game, you leave. You go to the next location, you come back home. You go to the hotel after that game is over, and then you know it's all of a sudden, if a loss comes in the first game, it's a long wait for that next game a couple of days later. But what was the um, that practice like afterwards? I know, obviously, I'd probably have to assume the girls really wanted to get back after it right away after what was not their best showing. Yeah, no, I mean, and I'm glad we'll get to talk to a couple of our, our you know, upperclassmen to talk about that. But I, um, you know, I thought that we watched some film, um, kind of showed some of the ugly warts of the game. Um, you know, we, we typically as a program like to be pretty transparent, you know, call it as it is. Um, and so I thought we, we kind of, we got back to work and we prepared for, for Niagara. Um, and, you know, in, in a short turnaround, obviously they're a tough team to prepare for, but I thought in a, in a one day prep, um, they did a good job of, of staying focused and, you know, being able to go from a team that's played mostly man, we've played mostly man all year. Um, we played a lot of zone, which yep. again, credit to them for being able to, um, to jump in and do that right away. Um, but you know, we, after that game, we, we grabbed our captains. We talked to our captains. We um, obviously watched film as a team the next day. We practiced, and then we did some team. We just kind of I did some team things, had team dinner, went to a fireworks show at yep. Niagara Falls. So just tried to, you know, as much as, yes, it's important from the basketball standpoint, it, we're people still. They're, they're young women that, um, you know, we want to make the most out of every, every minute we get together. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to ask you, honestly, is how important it is to kind of have that levity, that break from basketball. Mm-hmm. I know this is that road trip where you're going to play two games in three days, stay in the same place, eat probably a lot of the mm-hmm. same meals from the same restaurants. But um, it has to be so crucial to just get away from basketball, even if it is for just a couple hours that night. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think just ba- there's, there's got to be balance in anything that you do. Um, and for obviously winning is very important. Basketball is, is extremely important. Um, but if it's if it's only about like – I tell the team all the time, we talk about it all the time, that it's bigger than basketball. And so, um, yeah, I mean, this is the only one year that we get with these 13 yep. young women all in the same room together. So um, also keeping everything in perspective and doing everything we can to, to be better for the next time we're together. 
Absolutely. That Niagara game, um, I mean, they're just, it's a circus of chaos. Uh, that's kind of what I've deemed Niagara this year. But even then, I thought, yeah, you could look at the turnover number and you see that it's inflated. But I saw the growth from the first time that Fairfield played Niagara to the second time that mm-hmm. even in those transition moments where they love to the slide, they love to just absolutely hassle you in the backcourt. We looked a bit more composed bringing the ball up, mm-hmm. and I think having Iza back healthy as well, having Dre on the floor as well was a big plus as well in there. And yeah, again, another overtime game, but I saw a lot more positives than negatives, especially with the fact that the girls fought like heck to get back into that game late on the fourth. Yeah, you know, I thought we uh, early on in the in the first quarter we kind of got a little bit on our heels um, just because, again, what they do is so different than anything you see the rest of the year. Um, but then I think we kind of settled in. Um, you know, I give I give Callie a, a ton of credit because getting she she got open against their press pretty much all night, yep. and that's a hard thing to do. Um, and so between her and Nellie, I thought they they did a great job of handling the the press in the back court. And then it was just they speed you up in the in the front court. You know, they speed you up when you travel, and they speed you up and you throw it out of bounds or you know miss miss layups going too fast. So it's what they do. Um, but I thought once we kind of settled in early, we we did break their pressure um, much better throughout the course of the game, and and kind of got a feel for when to go and when to go create and when to go play four on three and three on two and and create that way. I didn't really bring it up until that moment but having Andrea back I mean for this team it has to be such a big motivational boost an emotional boost but also someone that has been through the wars a a lot over her career and to have an experienced player like that has got to be just a big plus yeah for sure I mean she's someone that um you know she does a lot of different things that don't always show up in stat sheets um uh, and then obviously can can rebound and, and create for her teammates as well but um, I think that this team has showed time after time, and I'm excited that we're going to get to talk to, yeah. to Kenzie and Joss because I think every single game we've had different people step up in different ways. Um, and so that's a credit to them staying ready, whether they're coming back from injury, whether they've been working, coming off the bench, whatever it is, everybody's stayed ready for this team um, and, and stepped up at different moments. So whether it's Dre, whether it's Callie, whether it's Ken's, whether it's Joss, whoever it is, we've had people throughout the course of the season stay ready. And that's, I think, a, a sign of a – of a um, you know a senior team, a team that that is hungry, that wants to peak at the right time. Yep, and perfect cycle. <laughs> See again, we've done this all year. You've just taken exactly what the, the cues are as we now introduce our two guests for today. As we mentioned, part of Senior Day ceremonies that are coming up, we have our two well, two of our four that we'll be honoring on the day, but the two listed seniors, Mackenzie Martin, Jocelyn Polanski, joins us. Thank you so much, guys, for first off being patient, letting us getting through the last games, but also uh, joining us here. You guys doing all right? Yeah, doing good. Thanks for having us. Of course, absolutely. Uh, Mackenzie, we start with you. I mean, Carly has been kind of teeing up about how this group needing to stay hungry, kind of working with the upper class players to set the tone, but also to make sure everyone's having those open lines of communication, keeping each other kind of accountable as we go through the, uh, the back half of the season right now for you, someone that's been through the program since the start, what is the, um, the mood been like to try and utilize your wisdom to make sure that everybody's still on the same page right now? Yeah, um, you know, I think we have a very competitive team in practice. It's always very competitive. And um, as upperclassmen, I think we just got to keep everyone um, focused um, sometimes. But once we are focused, like, it's different. Like, we are, like, pretty unstoppable. Um, So, yeah, it's just, like, keeping that competitive edge and staying focused. And you've had a lot of roles yourself throughout the course of the season, whether it's getting the starting opportunities, coming in and trying to make an impact off the bench, especially in the defensive front. For you personally, and I'll ask Jocelyn this in a second as well, how do you stay mentally sharp knowing that 
any moment you could be called in to not only you know keep the standards high, but also to bring a spark, make something happen. Um, yeah, I think that just comes with like preparation, like every day, just staying consistent every single day, um, just like makes you ready for like that moment. Um, and that's just what I've done throughout my career is just trying to stay as consistent as I can um, to prepare me for that. Jocelyn, bringing you into the conversation. It's kind of the same question as well, because you've had a number of different <laughs> roles with this team this season. Um, you're getting a lot more minutes now as the course of the season has gone on. For you, first off, how have you found your basketball this season, uh, integrating yourself with the team? I think I've, um, you know, done a good job at just kind of knowing my role and understanding that, like, again, coach can call you in at any time. Um we are a pretty like guard dominant team, guard heavy team. Um, but honestly, I think just understanding that you have to bring it every practice has been like something I've always like tried to um, keep in mind. And, you know, it's, it's hard some days to just like know that like, you know, you're always fighting. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's like almost fuel and it's it's exciting. And with school and everything, it's basketball's like always been like my segue and like my happy place so like when I know that I'm able to tap into that side um it's just you know a rewarding and relieving thing to do so I think yeah just kind of going off of what Kenzie said it's all in the preparation and understanding your role and knowing that you can get called and you just have to believe the work that you put in it's I'm gonna call back something from our last episode where we had Kate Peek in here and she was talking actually specifically about you and her kind of challenging each other day in and day out to say okay you're going to now make a play. Now you come in and get something going off the bench. Now Kate Peak is starting. Now you've had your chances to start. So how much fun has that been like having that rapport, especially for Kate, a young player coming through? Yeah, no, it's been, it's been so exciting. I think for me and Kate as well, like we in the beginning of the year kind of were in a really, really similar boat um, and just staying in the gym and, and kind of just being there for each other. Um, I'm a little bit older than her, so I, it's it's been a little bit more of a lengthy process for me, but I feel like I've always done a really good job at just, like, trying to keep her composed and telling her that, like, hey, it's all right. Like, it's it's not the end of the world. It's really um, it's really difficult being a freshman in college yep. for anyone. It doesn't even have to be athletically. Um, but just understanding that, like, think, one, that things don't get easier, but you are able to, like, kind of mentally grasp that, you, knowing that things don't get easier gets easier if that yep. makes sense um so yeah just keeping each other in check and, and forcing each other to just re do really well and tap into like a different side of you um has been really fun and also you kind of had the same role as her from last year a new player coming in transferred in um so maybe sharing some of those stories i guess as well to kind of ease in a new player as kate's the only youngster on the team only freshman yeah exactly and, and all of us you know yeah. we were we were uh we're all on the same team. We all had a new coaching staff this year because it's a little different for me. This is my fourth staff, but a little unconventional. Um, but, yeah, just reminding everyone that there's always a clean slate and every day is a new opportunity to do something and to showcase, like, something uh, of your game or who you are. So you just always have to stay on point. 
most definitely. Um, looking ahead now, Mackenzie, go to you first on this one because we do have the senior day coming up. Now, I know it's not the last home game of the season. Mm-hmm. we still got a couple more, which is a huge positive. But, um, you know, looking back at your course through your time with this program, I mean, are there kind of those special moments that you've been kind of just keeping in you know, the back of the mind to say, yeah, this is um, the first off the right reason why I came here. Um, and then also, yeah, anything that you've been kind of feeding off of throughout your the course of the time here? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start my first visit in high school to Fairfield. Um, I'm like a very indecisive person. <laughs> um, so it's very hard for me to make a decision. Which but is funny because Kenzie is so like planned out and very, <laughs> yeah. you know, cerebral about things. But, okay. <laughs> um, but once I like stepped on campus, I like knew right away, like this was home for me for sure. like the next four years, which um, is a lot for me because hard for me to make decisions sometimes <laughs> um but yeah definitely I think like a huge memory is winning the MAC tournament last sure. year um and just being able to play with like players like Lou Lopez Seneschal Andrea Callie KT Armstrong going way back um you know um Fairfield just has like the best people um coach Frager recruited some of the greatest people like not even just basketball players but like people yeah. people you know and like coach carly um has like brought in some really amazing people and um you know the coaching staff this year like i couldn't ask for anyone better um so yeah yeah it's one of those that we've had this discussion a lot with a lot of different people but you know you someone who have been here for four years well three years going into the fourth year and having a lot of changes and jocelyn just dropping the fact that she's <laughs> yeah. been working with four different staffs <laughs> in her career it's never easy and you know you're, you're accustomed to one thing um and then all of a sudden something completely new just comes in mm-hmm. but it seems like and i've said this multiple times and i don't care i keep saying it it seems like the vibe here is just it's so pleasant so happy and everyone just really enjoys being in each other's company yeah for sure um you know i think coach carly and the whole coaching staff um just kind of made the transition like so easy especially like this summer just spending like all the time we did with them you know they have us over at their house all the time which is just like so welcoming especially like for like some people like Dre or like Isa who like are from a different country sure. like and you know it's just like a, a home for them yeah. so and like even for me like being four and a half hours it's just like nice to like go sit on a couch <laughs> that's like <laughs> in a house you know yeah, so. absolutely and Carly I guess to kind of get your perspective on um you know this upper class that you've inherited coming in but these two specifically how they've you know shown their maturation as seniors and helping lead we've heard their perspective working with a number of players but love to hear some of your thoughts on how these two have gone about this year well I almost I almost butted in when both of them were talking because I've been so thoroughly impressed at how consistent I mean Kenzie's the word consistent and Josh talked about working every single day and being ready every single day and I think they've they've really been a huge part of making that a a part of our culture as our program um, going forward is you know, Joss has stayed ready all year long. And then we have a couple people go down with injury or whatever it may be. And she stepped up and literally like has earned those minutes every single time. Um, and even when people come back from injury, she's still earning those minutes and, and making me put her on the floor because of how she brings it every single day. Um, and they are really like setting the tone that that's the standard for this program. Yep. And um, I think that's been a great, 
example for our younger players that in, you know, we mentioned Kate Peak, but we've got some, you know, redshirt freshmen and things like that that haven't played. And I think they've, they've really set the tone. And so I'm eternally grateful for, for what they've brought to our program, um, not only for this year, but I think that that's the, the standard going forward. Um, and they just bring consistency and level headedness. And like you said, maturity that, that this team needs. Um, and so they've made me better as a coach. They've made our, made our younger players better. They've made our program better. Um, and, and while, you know, the, the season's far from done, I think that's going to come uh, and pay dividends as we go into kind of this final stretch here. I mean, you know, hopefully you play three games in, in a short amount of time. And um, I'm really glad that we've got truly 13 on our people on our team that all can step up at different moments. And also um, the culture that's being provided right now. You know, we're talking about the present, but we're also speaking ahead to the future. You've got a pipeline of you know new players coming in, mm-hmm. obviously, next season, but they're seeing whether it's mm-hmm. watching the games in person, watching online, listening uh, to these podcasts, if you are. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, I mean, like they're understanding already mm-hmm. what it's going to take and what the culture is like here. And it's a credit to these uh, two women and also the 13 that you have on your roster yeah. and the staff as well for, you know, making it what it is. Yeah. And I think that's something that we, we talked a lot about early, but these guys have just taken it and run with it. Um you know, whether they're on the bench, on the floor, like the bench is great. We, they, we sprint over and pick yep. our teammates up. They, they're they're Those two are the first to get to teammates, whether it's someone coming off the floor or them going to pick up a teammate on the floor. Um, I, I, that is so huge in setting the culture for any program. Um, and that's something that I, you know, when I first got here, I, I told them like, you guys know how to win. Yep. Um, you guys know what that looks like. Um, and I, you know, I know Kenzie mentioned some of the talent that, that she's played with, but this group is, is really talented. And especially when you put 13 really good people together um, and our, our task as coaches is to now just really maximize the the, the skills and the um, intangibles that the 13 bring and so I you know I, I'm, I'm so thankful that these guys have been a part of this journey so far um, and excited for for what's ahead yeah absolutely uh, Jocelyn I asked Mackenzie obviously the same thing to you now um, you know looking ahead at the senior day coming up obviously again not the last game that we're playing at home but what are some of the biggest takeaways that you've had during your your time here obviously again a a different story you coming in midway through your collegiate career but I guess um, you know what are some of the memories that you have and also do you feel like this choice coming here from where you were previously kind of validates uh, your decision 100% I think uh, transferring is hard to do for anyone but like um, coming here it's just I I knew the second that I know I made the decision to transfer that this was going to be the place for me. Um, it was a fit for me, honestly, in every realm that you could look at. Um, and it's really close to home and I value family so much. So, um, yeah, I'm just like thoroughly and eternally grateful for those who got me here. And I'm just, you know, every day I try to like show that I, you know, the gratitude and, and whatnot, because I really do love it here. And I love the people that I'm surrounded by. And coach has just been a tremendous, like new, you know, piece of my life, um, as well as the new girls on the team and just the team in general. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of lost the no, that, part of the question. That, that's exactly what that. we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. um, and I guess now for both of you guys for the, the latter course of the season, I know it's still three games to go in the regular season and tournament play, as Carly said. You know what it takes to uh, be the team lifting the MAC championship trophy on that Saturday and getting to the NCAA tournament. I'm assuming the goals are very much the same again. Finish as strong as possible, McKenzie, and maybe add another ring to the hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And just to add on to that quickly, like I fully believe that we're going to win the MAC championship. Yeah. Like I have, com- we had conversations this weekend in, in uh, Buffalo, and 
you know, coach talked about how both right and this podcast and yesterday, like how, you know, deflating those losses could be. And we've kind of just tried to look past them. Yep. Um, but me and Ken's were actually roommates in Buffalo and I was, we were having a conversation late at night one night and I literally said, and I was like, we're going to win the Mac. And it's, it's really difficult to like, you know, probably for some people who are doubting and, and now believing in us. But like coach has said, and like we see every day, like we are really, really good when we have all 13 on. Um, and I just think that, you know, we've had some roller coaster bumps, but by the time Mac comes, I, I really think we'll be ready. And I think all of us really, really do want it. And that will show, you know, once we get to AC. But I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for the end of the season because yeah. I think, you know, it's going to look really bright for us. So I have to ask what made you – I mean, obviously everyone wants to – you want to win a trophy. Yeah. There's no reason to be playing if you don't want to be the one that's at the end of the day lifting the trophy. But what was the uh, the urge to say, yeah, you know what, we're, we're winning this thing? I don't I don't think it was honestly in the spur moment. I, I okay. think it's something we've known all along. Um I think in the moment we had just taken two really tough losses. Sure. Um but and and you know from the outsider's perspective you'd be like oh they're probably so down on themselves but of course it is it, it hurts yeah. it hits in the moment but at at this age you know you have <laughs> to understand that you if you don't have a positive mindset you know that does nothing for you. Um and Kenzo was always there to remind me that as well. <laughs> so we kind of feed off each other in that realm. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think we, we've we always believed it. And we might not have always shown it, but I, I really do think, um, you, yeah. yeah, you heard it here first. Fight, <laughs> fighting spirit. Carla, it's got to put a pretty big smile on your face knowing that the team wants it. Yeah. Just as bad as no, ever. Of course. I mean, I, I've never doubted that the, the team wants it. Um, I think the the big thing, and we've talked about this all year long of people different, you know, stepping into different roles and carrying loads. They haven't, to, you know, had to carry before, but we do have a lot of, uh, late game experience. Yeah. We have, we have the most of anybody almost in the country. Um, and so, now with young guards and guards who haven't played big minutes before, having that experience I think is going to pay dividends um, in tight games and in big pressure moments because we've, we've been in a lot of them. So, you know, we'll be as prepared as anybody. And pretty much every game going forward now you have to treat it as a one-off, a must-win game. To, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Why not have that mentality yeah, this time absolutely. of year? March is going to be here before you know it. In fact, I will actually be next week, which is wild to think <laughs> that case. And All right, um, looking ahead, Marist coming in on yep. Thursday. I mean, first off, of course, there's a lot on the line in that game, head-to-head tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, of course, where things can go Fairfield's way. is It can almost be one of those where the Stags can, with you know some results going elsewhere on that night, confirm a top five, get that bye to the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. which would be huge, of course, to mm-hmm. you know make sure you maximize the amount of rest before um, and obviously not have to play that first-round game. But that first game was a defensive affair, <laughs> um, to say the least, but also it was the f- one of the fewest outpoint, uh, outputs that Maris have had offensive-wise this year as a team that can be streaky at times, but a team that also can, you know, have kind of a tough day at the office. So what will it need to be for Fairfield to – be successful on the night. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it already, and, and something we've already talked about a lot in this podcast is just being that same defensive presence. Um, and we watched some of that film yesterday and, and just talked about ways we could even maximize even more um, because we, you know, at the end of the day, like you mentioned, they, they missed some looks um, throughout that, that game as well, as did we. Um, and so... You know, we showed a lot of that, but we're we know we have to bring it on the defensive end, and then you know this team puts in work every single day to to make shots on the offensive end. Um, we, we we focused a lot on that and competing yesterday to to get each other easy looks, and I thought there was progress there. 
Um, but, but, uh, you know, you mentioned it first and foremost is our, is our defense and, and doing our job to, regardless of whether we're scoring or not, to be able to, to hold that team to a, a low scoring output. No, most definitely. Um, and of course, Maris have those two outstanding, mm-hmm. uh, players and Fisher and Shazer that mm-hmm. just seem to feed off of each other. I mean, every team seems to have some sort of a, a dynamic duo or trio. And those two are, they're special players mm-hmm. and on their night, they can easily combine for 50 or 60. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know we're not going to be conceding too much of information, (laughs) but um, you you never really game plan for specific players, but there are ways to kind of keep them quiet. And what are some of the things that Fairfield would be looking to do to try and make sure that they don't go off for a big night? Yeah, I thought that was a huge reason why we were successful in the first game was was taking away things that they wanted to do. And I'll I'll shout out Kenzie. I thought she did a great job on Shazer. Her and Beach kind of combined throughout the course of that game to to keep her off her right hand, to to make her do things she didn't want to do. We had a couple things so that she couldn't, you know, get easy just pick and pop jumpers. And so, um, you know, I thought Kenzie came up huge in that game. Uh, Joss came up huge in that game when we were dying on the vine for for some scoring and came in and just banged a three. Um, That was huge. I mean, it was literally like our first points in like 10 minutes. It. So it was, they both showed up huge in that game. Um, and so I think that was, you know, I'll go back to the defensive side. I thought uh, Beach and Kenzie did a great job, um, you know, limiting Shazer. And then between Beach and Nelly did a great job on Fisher and, and not allowing her to get kind of downhill and, and comfortable. So I think we do have some really good, not only individual defenders, but they they understood kind of the what we were trying to take away. Um, and I'm sure that Maris will make adjustments. We'll make a few adjustments um, going into that game. But um, I thought as a, as a general focus, the way that they play um, in their motion, you have to be able to, to adjust to their personnel and take away what they want do yeah. um another trending uh theme for them this year it's kind of similar to where fairfield was this was it this time last year is they're gonna have their legendary <laughs> coach be retiring at the end of this year and i think we'd be remiss if we didn't speak to brian georges who's <laughs> an absolute legend in the yeah. game I, I think you know if it wasn't for some of the work that he did amongst other coaches in this league and past that this league would not be where it is right mm-hmm. now so um i know you haven't had many opportunities to coach against him but mm-hmm. you obviously have seen him you know, do his thing mm-hmm. over these years. And, um, you know, what would it be, you know, to, obviously you're going to be facing him and look <laughs> to beat him, but um, what is it like to, you know, work against a, a man like Brian Georges and someone that's been you know so special for this league for so long? Yeah. I mean, he's a legend. I can, I can go back to even when I was getting recruited in, um, in high school, like 17 yep. years ago. And it was like, Maris was it. And I mean, they're obviously they're still very good, but they were like the first real like mid major that was doing things consistently and going to the tournament consistently. There's obviously teams like that that are doing that a little bit more now at the mid major level, but he kind of made that the first one that I can think of, um, especially in this area. And so um, he's, he's shown unbelievable consistent success. Um, and like you said, put this league on the map. So I have a, a ton of respect for him and what he's done. Um, and he's, he's done a lot for this league. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a league with a lot of really good coaches and I have to bring it every single night, um, and continue to, to get better. And, you know, our, our goal at Fairfield is to, to honestly do similar to what they've done at Maris, where they've gone to the NCAA, NCAA tournament year after year after year. And, um, and that's, that's kind of the, the goal that we're trying to get to. Absolutely. Um, obviously we wish coach Georges all the best <laughs> for the rest of the season, except against Fairfield. Um, but yeah, no, looking forward to that game. That'll be on Thursday at seven. And then of course, Fairfield, they get the bye game, which is, again, that's the way that the scheduling <laughs> works, but you get the bye game on Saturday, then St. Peter's and Quinnipiac to wrap up the season home against the St. Peter's. Remember, that's a doubleheader on March the 2nd, 5 o'clock game with the men's game against the Bobcats after, and then we finish up the season 
on that Saturday up in Hamden, and then all eyes and a long bus ride down to Atlantic City, and we'll be speaking before that. But, Carly, appreciate the time as always and looking forward to these last three games. Yes, thanks so much, and uh, hope you, hopefully anybody listening will come out Thursday, support our, our awesome group of upperclassmen, yes. um, and, and come cheer them on, and I think it's going to be a great game. Yes, Senior Day ceremonies will be starting just a little bit before on that Thursday against uh, Maris, and make sure to get your tickets now, fairfieldstags.com for that. And Jocelyn McKenzie, thank you guys so much, and all the best the rest of the season of course so thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of the fast break podcast with coach carly make sure to stay tuned in all of our social media handles at stags wb ball on twitter at fairfield wbb on instagram and of course stag sports net on twitter i'm jj duke signing off and we'll talk to you next time go stags the fast break podcast is a presentation of fairfield university athletics for future podcasts videos news stats and coverage of fairfield stags women's basketball log on to fairfieldstags.com